This is Heather Vickery with the Brave Files podcast, and you are listening to Pop Goes Your World. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. And now it's time for our feature presentation. I'm Chris McBrien, and the pop culture from Generation X is everything to me. And I'm Derek Myers, and I'm here to educate Chris on the great pop culture of today's generation. Episode 193, 1981, Pop Culture Fantasy Draft. Brian, along with Derek Myers, and this is Pop Goes Your World, the pop culture podcast for the generations. This week, we're holding our second pop culture fantasy draft. We're focusing on the year 1981, going way back. But before we get started on that, Derek, anything new in the world of pop culture for you, my friend? Oh my God, Chris, so much. <laughs> really? After weeks of not having a lot of stuff to talk about, I have so much pop culture stuff this week. Wow. I don't know what busy. happened. You were busy but, last week, eh? Nice. So they, they don't, I've heard this thing said before at work. If you want something done, give it to the busiest guy. <laughs> and that was me this week. I was the busiest guy, but I got so much pop culture jammed into my schedule. It just nice. it, it was a, a, a very convenient merging of so many things coming together in all the right ways. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go on about a few things here. Now I know that sometimes I can really go on and on and on. It just eats up no, the podcast. Yeah, no, apparently. No, I'm not no. as brief as I'd like to think. No. But when we did our fantasy draft the last time, the draft part of the show went very, very quickly. Oh, yeah. So quick. I'm not overly concerned with the fact that I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about at the top of the show. It should still We should still get the show done in a very reasonable amount of time. So, And I think there's a few of these things that I'm going to talk about that you will definitely want to weigh in on. So... Right. I'll just I'll just start at the top. Please so, do. What do you got? First and foremost, Squid Game, the number one show on Netflix, the number one show around the world right now. It's you a, mentioned this last week. I mentioned it last yeah. week. I finished watching, watching it watching since it? last week, and I have since rewatched all the episodes when my really? wife watched it <laughs> really? because she couldn't wait to watch it, and I couldn't wait to oh, watch man. it a second time through. It is fantastic. I'm looking it for is, something to add for my wife and I to start watching. I'm assuming I need to do this. You need to do it simply from a pop culture point of view, okay. but also because it is quality programming at its <laughs> absolute best. It is in Korean, so it's subtitled all the way, which I know a lot of people are not cool with. But hey, there is a dubbed option, which I've heard is not great, uh. but you do dubbed, you get what you get. So, But the, the subtitled version is quite good. Uh, strong performances, great story, lots of twists and turns. It's nine episodes. They're one-hour episodes with the exception of the second last episode is only about 35 minutes for some strange reason. So right when you think, oh, I've got two more hours to go, you don't. You only got 90 minutes. So I, I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't had a chance to finish it yet, but it is great, and it definitely has a rewatchable quality where once you finish the complete series and understand what was actually happening – you actually want to go back and watch it again and sort of pick up on all the stuff that you maybe didn't catch the first time through. And let me tell you, I enjoyed the second viewing every bit as much as I enjoyed the first viewing because there was so many things that I missed out on the first time around because I was just so focused on reading the subtitles. So Squid Game, awesome. Can't recommend it highly enough. A+. That's my first thing. So I, I have a question regarding this because yes. you mentioned this last week and, and I didn't watch it, but I had a few minutes the one night there. I remember I was flipping around and we were deciding, ah, what are we going to watch? And I said, oh, Derek mentioned this Squid Game. And so we didn't watch it, but I just put it on briefly. It was on, it's Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch so a trailer or that little no, preview? I, that I just put on the first episode and just clicked it and just let it run for about 10 seconds. And then I turned it off. Um, because I wanted to come back when we had a chance to watch it. But what I noticed was it was dubbed. So how do I get the non-dubbed version? That's, I'm old. that's just part of your Netflix uh, Netflix options. For me, we automatically had it set to do uh, original language with English subtitles. Okay. But when you load it up, you can you can toggle between those. Okay. You may have to play with it a bit, but yeah, you'll definitely be able to figure that out. Okay. So, I'll, I'll, so that was I'll do my best okay. for an old guy, you know. All right. 
I've got uh, I've got two documentaries that I want to talk about. For 40 days and 40 nights, watch documentaries. He likes to learn about the world. It's Derek's documentaries. Derek's documentaries. Go ahead. All right. All right. So, Chris, I think you are going to want to talk about these right here, right now, as we go through them. Please. So, the first one is a four-part series from ESPN, their 30 for 30 documentary series. It's mm-hmm. been airing on TSN here in Canada, and it was called Once Upon a Time in Queens. It's about the 1986 New York Mets. Oh, so man. Interesting. There, there is a fantastic book called The Bad Guys Won which is all about the 86 Mets, which mm-hmm. I've read, although I read it years ago, and I loved it. Uh, even though I don't remember a lot of the details, just the broad strokes. This four-part, it's four one-hour episodes, so it's four-hour documentary. It is outstanding. I mean, the 30 for 30 crew really know how to make a good sports documentary, and whether you love or hate sports, whether you love or hate the Mets, this was fantastic. I can't recommend it highly enough. Now, Chris, as a baseball guy, I'm sure you know all about the 1986 New York Mets. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I have a trivia question for you. Of the 1986 New York Mets, how many are in the Hall of Fame and can you name them? Uh, let me just think now. Uh, Gary Carter's in the Hall of Fame and that's it. That's right. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. You say, got it right. Because Keith Hernandez was on the team, Daryl Strawberry, and Howard Johnson and even Dwight Gooden, but none of them made the Hall of Fame. So no, yeah. no. My brother and I were talking about this today, and he was saying like those guys were absolutely the best of the best in '86, but a lot of them just didn't have the longevity over their full career to be considered Hall of Fame worthy, mm-hmm. except for Carter. But yeah, anyway, uh, Mookie Wilson was on that team. I remember Mookie too. Will- and that's why he I came over to the Mookie. Jays. Yeah, as I said, I go. He played for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Was he on the Jays when they won the World Series? We looked nope. him up. We're like, nope. Nope. So nope. anyway, was there up until like 91. Yep. Yep. Once Upon a Time in Queens, four cool. one hour documentaries yeah. on ESPN 30 for 30. They're also on TSN in Canada. They've been airing them in in the four hour block. So I just set up my PVR tape, all four episodes. If you can find them in replay, because I don't know if they're on demand here in Canada. It's super good. They're, they're really, really good. Can't really? recommend highly. Uh, okay. All right. Like that. The other one is a little mm-hmm. more controversial. Okay. It's a one hour documentary that was on um, uh, MSNBC and it's called Generation Gamble. Have you heard anything about this? Nope. Okay. So it's a one hour episode, one hour episode that aired this week. Um, they're they're going to be re-airing it a bunch of times and it's all about online fantasy sport gambling and online stock trading and the parallels between wow. these two things and how during the pandemic both of these things shot through the roof and when sports stopped happening all the sports gamblers moved to day trading wow and it's this really interesting look at how so much of what's online is unregulated as opposed to if you want to make a bet in person you've got to do certain things if you want to make a stock trade through a broker or in person you got to do certain things but there are so many people online that are are influencers in these fields that have no regulations and no rules and how they have a tremendous amount of effect on what people do and how they bet and where they put their money and how they invest and it's both amazing and shocking at the same time now, I have been reading a few things about this documentary because I only watched it this morning, mm-hmm. and it's getting a little bit of flack in that it covers a lot of interesting topics but doesn't really delve deeply enough into any of them to be substantive enough to really give you a, a full picture. But I loved it. It was it was one hour with commercials. It was probably like 45, 50 minutes, but it was just – it fascinated me. I mean because you and I are both guys that make online bets and do fantasy yep. sports. Me so do. I could totally relate to so much of this. And obviously they leaned on the downsides a lot about how it leads, can lead to addiction and mm-hmm. how these things are created in such a way to like play on your on your uh, uh, addiction centers of your brain and stuff. But yeah, it was fascinating. It's called Generation Gamble. Uh, and it's through the MSNBC. So I believe it's on their website. It's probably available through Peacock On Demand if you're in the States. But yeah, cool. I would strongly suggest you check it out. I've been then, I've been known to um, to play a little bit of online fantasy sports, believe it or not. 
you know, I, I do. I believe it a lot. <laughs> okay, I got one more movie, and then I, I do quite well on it too, by the way. Uh, yes, indeed, yeah. you do. Okay, the last movie that I want to talk about before I want to talk about podcast for a second is yeah. Free Guy, which stars Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I've heard of this. This is with the Canadian okay. Ryan Reynolds, right? Yes, the the great Ryan Reynolds, who a lot of people know as Deadpool. He was Van Wilder. He's he's got a pretty impressive resume. He basically just plays himself in every movie, but yeah. he seems like a great guy. So why mm-hmm. not? And he's easy on the eyes. So this movie was supposed to come out right when the pandemic hit and so they didn't release it but they had already been teasing it a lot and then when the restrictions from the pandemic started to lighten up they're like oh this movie's coming out so they started teasing it some more and then it didn't come out so a lot of people were like well i think that already came out and then finally i think in august they released in the theaters and it did okay but it's owned by disney so it is now available on disney plus if you have a disney plus account you can watch it at no extra charge so my wife and i yeah. And so my wife and I watched it this week and it was great. We loved oh, it. Nice. Uh, it's uh, I mean, the premise is that um, it's an it's an online video game. And one of the NPC avatars in the game essentially becomes sentient and doesn't understand that he's in a game. He just thinks he's in this bizarre world. But that's all he's ever known. And he wants more. And he, he starts interacting with the actual players who don't realize that he's not another player and that he's an actual NPC in the game. And it's 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 very entertaining there's tons of pop culture references buried in here mostly video game references a lot of which went right over my head but there are a lot of other uh tangential um pop culture references in this and i mean if you like ryan reynolds there's a movie where ryan reynolds plays ryan reynolds so if if that's all you need to buy a ticket watch it you'll love it and if you're like well he's not maybe my favorite actor in the world there's still a lot of other good things to like in this and if you've got a disney plus it's not going to cost you anything else. I'm not asking you to spend 25 bucks and go to the theater. I thought it was quite good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I would strongly recommend that one. So so I have, I have pretty young kids. I have two yes. boys, 12 and 8. Is it appropriate for them to watch? Uh, there's no sex, no nudity, no swearing. And the violence that in it is in the movie is video game violence. So there's no blood. Right. And it all is designed to, to work in such a way that it looks just like it would look in a video game. So... I would think it's probably okay, but it's probably treading the line. I know your wife is a little more sensitive to this than you are. And as she won't let kids, me, she won't let yeah. me let my oldest son watch meatballs yet. I'm still not well, allowed to show it to him. That's yeah. so unfair. Life is not fair sometimes. I tell you. Yeah. I think your older one would definitely yeah, uh, enjoy it. And I think again, if your kids, I don't know if your kids play video games, but depending on if yeah, they, they do, do. What games, yeah. if they play any of the online stuff where you're in the, um, you know, the, the RPG style games, they'll pick up on a lot of the references. So they'll probably get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that was it for my movies and stuff. I also wanted to talk about, um, podcasts as I, as mm-hmm. I have done a few times on the show, there's a few podcasts I listen to pretty regularly. Yeah. And so I just want to, I'm a podcast listener. Yeah. Not just I want to mention two of them. So yeah. I've mentioned a bunch of times. One of my all time favorite podcasts is uh, on the ringer network. It's called the rewatchables with Bill Simmons. Uh, and so last week on the rewatchables, they did the movie train spotting. Now, Chris, have you seen train spotting? No, it's from 1996. I'm sure you're aware of train spotting. Yes. It's yes. a great film. I haven't seen it in a while, but I have seen it on many, on many viewings, and I'm actually looking forward to watching it again. It's so, is it Ewan McGregor? It is Ewan yeah. McGregor, uh, yeah. uh, Robert Carlyle, Johnny Lee Miller. The cast is outstanding. There was a, basically a bunch of unknowns that have all gone on to have fantastic careers. One of the guys is in Grey's Anatomy now. Like it's the the, the casting of this movie is fantastic. Um, anyway, they is did Robert Carlyle the guy that was in? The full, the full Monty that you yes. made me watch. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. So they did a train spotting rewatchables. It was mm-hmm. great. You can download it for free. I, I, if you know the movie, you got to listen to this podcast. It was great. Um, I mean, their whole, their rewatchable series is great, but they've, in my opinion, the, you know, of the last 10 episodes, like five or six of them, the kind of duds movies I never heard of or don't really care about, but this train spotting episode was awesome. And then finally, I want to give a shout out to the cinema nine podcast. One of uh, one of the contributors to that is our friend Michael Govier. Yeah, a good friend of the show. show. Yeah, a good friend of the show. Uh, so I I've had his podcast in my feed for a while, but I haven't really had a chance to listen. And then this week I had a chance to go back and listen to a few episodes. And they did an episode a couple of weeks back at where they reviewed the movie This Is Forty, the Judd Apatow film. Mm. Have you seen it, Chris? No. It is a uh, it is a loose spinoff slash sequel to the movie Knocked Up. Did you happen to see that one? 
I remember watching that years ago. My wife made me watch it and I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't really care for Knocked Up so much myself, but this is 40. It, again, given the age we are and the era we grew up in, I mean, when this movie came out, I was 40. So I found I had a lot of similarity, even though I'm not a parent. And a lot of it is about, you know, uh, a couple who has kids. There's a lot of other stuff in this that I was just like, oh, my God, that's that's me. And so I hadn't watched it in a long time. And then on the Cinema 9 podcast here, they did their version of the rewatchables where they go in and they dive into the movie and they do a deep dive and they talk about what they like and what they don't like. And then they talk about like, does it hold up? And is it good? And is it bad? It was a great episode. And as much as I sort of remember this movie just sort of being pretty good, sort of okay to pretty good, uh, their podcast and their review of it sort of let me think about it in a whole new way. And now I'm actually looking forward to going back and rewatching it again. So nice. cinema Nine podcast uh, episode from a couple weeks ago on this is 40 was really good. I strongly recommend it. I mean, their show is great in the, in the best of times. So uh, certainly give them a, a listen, but uh, yeah, anyway, lots and lots for me this week. I had tons of time. Chris, what's new in the world of pop culture with you? Oh, funny enough. I wanted to mention something. So I posted a meme on our Facebook page for Pop Goes Your World. And it was about the Karate Kid. And Greg Martin, good friend of the show. He's a good buddy of mine. Yeah. College roommate for me, buddy. So he made a comment on the post. And, and I, ju I just want to share it with our listeners that maybe don't, you know, follow that Facebook page. So, so I make this meme about the Karate Kid. And... <laughs> And Craig makes this comment. So I'm going to read what he said. He says, well, hey, you got to describe what the picture is first. Oh, the picture was, uh, it was Daniel LaRusso went up against Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds before he faced Johnny. It was like just a thing like that. Which he actually did. He did. Yeah. In the movie. It was, it was the actor. So anyway, so then Greg posts, just, just ripping into the, the karate kid. Right. So, so Greg says, if I were in any of those dojos that were not Cobra Kai, I'd be demanding a refund. You are a certified black belt and you get beaten by a kid who just took up karate for like a month or two and learned it by painting fences and waxing cars and then ran the gauntlet of all the black belt competitors. And also, who knew that the, the town of Reseda, California was so obsessed with karate that they storm down from the stands and carry a young boy out on their shoulders. <laughs> Craig, I have one thing to say. <laughs> Greg, that's an amazing comment. And I think also it kind of captures... Just how cheesy and campy the whole Cobra Kai show is and Karate Kid and all that stuff. I just, I love it all. I just thought it was great. So I wanted to share that. I just thought that was amazing. So, oh, another thing that I wanted to share with you is this. Here's your dad joke of the week. Why is the fourth day of October a CB radio user's favorite day of the year, Derek? Um, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? Because it's ten four. I think I'm gonna have to stop calling you good buddy. It's ten four, good buddy. Is that a pledge pin on your uniform, Doctor? Doctor Detroit. Detroit. Oh yes, the Haley Selassie Pavilion. Oh yes. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Whiskey. Fun prophylactic, soiled. Bring him home. You're my friend. I'm going to try and help you. Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5. Really? In Philadelphia, it's worth 50 bucks. Stop. Look at that escargot. <laughs> Look at that escargot. <laughs> That's one of my first jokes. Okay, so time for another pop culture fantasy draft. A couple weeks ago, we started our first one. We did 1984, Derek. And we each drafted a fantasy team from that year of pop culture stuff and we decided to have some rules here so we each um draft three movies three tv shows three songs and one personal pick so we each draft a team of 10 things of pop culture from the year like i say we started with 1984 this this week we're doing 1981 this was your pick you wanted to do 1981 so we're going to draft this and 
last time we flipped a coin, I'm going to do the same thing this time. So I'm going to do the coin. Anything to say before we get into our draft here? Nope. I'm going to say, I'm going to lay it, leave it all in the field after we start drafting. All right. So here we go. I flipped it. Okay. I'm going to let you call it once again. Would you like heads or tails, Derek? Go ahead. I'm going to stick with tails. Oh, it is heads. I'm sorry. Yes, it means I finally get to make a pick. Okay. So I will make the first pick and we're going to alternate. Same as we did last time. My pick, your pick, my pick, your pick, my pick, your pick. You can pick your movie, your TV show, song, whatever you want. The personal is the last pick though. That's the only other rule we have, right? That's fair. So we're both going to draft a team. So I'm going to get us started off. I've got, there's no question here with where I'm going to no go. Question. Yeah, no question. Yeah, number one pick was a no question here. No question. This is going to give you the draft right here. It was like last you time think so? Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to pick. But last time things. I didn't get first pick overall and I still took that. Well, so. that's a whole other thing. I got to, anyway. My, go I, ahead. I, I, have I know said, what you're going to pick. Go ahead. Just I've said it. multiple times on this podcast that my three favorite movies of all time um, you know, I've, I've, I've mentioned what they are and one of them is from 1981. So I would be just, I'd be going against everything that I stand for if I didn't go ahead and pick it. So I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to pick a movie and that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's it. Chris just won. Okay. So I'm going to put that down as my movie. So I'm going to go with a movie for my first pick. Yep. I mean, it's, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's oh, one of my course. top three. Yep. No question. Yep. So yep. I got to go with that. So over to you, yep. Derek, where do you want to so, go? Do you, Chris, do you recall on many occasions when we've done sports fantasy drafts together, mm-hmm. there's always somebody who shows up to the draft with the hockey magazine that they bought at the convenience store on the, on way, the way to the draft. Yep. There's always a guy that does that. I love drafted against that guy. Well, uh, that's me this week. Oh, I'm going to love this then. <laughs> I, I honestly, I was so busy watching all that stuff that I talked about. I just didn't have the time to do the homework that I should have. So I literally just... Went online this afternoon and I looked to like what was the top songs, the top TV shows and the top movies of 1981. And I basically just did what those guys with the magazines did. I just started writing down the list. I'm like, hey, these are the top 10, top 10, top 10. And I'm like, that's it. If it didn't make the top 10 on those lists, there's no way I'm picking it. Do you like this this year in pop culture, though? 1981. It's a long time ago. It's 40 years. Well. I, you know, I, I do, but at the same time, because I was so young in 1981, I don't have that personal connection, mm-hmm. which I think might actually help me because I'm less likely to look at the list and go, yeah. well, you know, although the number three pick is still available, the number six pick is my all time favorite song. I'm just going to jump down the list, which is what I did last time. And I think it really hurt me. So this time I'm just going to do by the numbers. Unfortunately, the numbers were just sort of in front of me a few hours ago so we'll see how it comes together but i figured that raise the lost ark was if i can get that i had a chance but yeah. now i'm really i'm playing playing from down minus a goal here so okay my first pick i'm gonna go with a movie mm-hmm. since you got the best movie i have to pick a strong movie yeah because if you just lock up the movie category it's over i'm gonna go with a movie that i personally don't care for that much but i know is a fan favorite and was a huge success in 1981 Stripes. Oh, great pick. That is one of my favorite movies of all time, too. That's a great pick. And well, the thing and I is, knew too, if I didn't pick it, you would. So yeah. I'm like, I can't give you Stripes and Raiders or I don't have a chance. That was going to be my next pick. My next pick, I was going to go with Stripes. So that was yep. a good one. And it's like I say, it's a personal favorite. And the thing is, too, you want to you wanna play to the judges a little bit, too. Because, I mean, they're the ones that are making the picks here. So, you know, you've got you to play up to them. Oh, geez. Now, that really threw me off. Oh, I was really hoping I was going to get that one. Mm. I'm Chris. I thought I was going to get all the good movies. <laughs> yeah, I know. I Oh, geez. I don't know where I want to go now with this one. Um, I think I might flip things around a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to go all the way down and take a song. How about that? Just don't take the one I was going to pick. And I'm going to take because I'm taking a song next. I'm going to take a song and I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Ooh. Okay, good pick. I had it on my list, but I didn't have it next. Yeah, I'm going to go with Don't Stop Hollywood Journey. Just because I think at the time that the song came out in 1981, it was not a big hit. It just wasn't. But it's had so much longevity over the years. And really, I think the goal here is to put together a list that represents the year. You know, just so good. Yeah. And I think if you look back on 1981, Don't Stop Believing by Journey... It helps represent. And, and and unlike you, who does not have a connection to this year, 
I do. So we mentioned, and I talked a bit, bit about this at the end of last show. We mentioned, we did a podcast way back in our first year when Yancey was on the show. And we talked about our favorite year in pop culture. And, and I have since, and this is, I haven't done a lot of research on this. So it's somewhat anecdotal in nature. But I found that as I talk to people and I ask them, what was your favorite year in pop culture? Like, what was the year that you liked the movies? Like, what was your favorite movie? And what was your, some of your favorite songs? And it, for whatever reason, it seems to just keep coming back to the year when you were 11. So for whatever reason, when you were 11 years old, and I would challenge you as a listener, if you're thinking, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking about this, think back to when you were 11 and what that year was, the movies, the TV shows, the songs, there's something about that year that just clicks for people. I think it's because, you, you know, you're finally old enough to start watching movies, kind of starting to discover music a little bit, watching TV and those the pop culture from that year really seems to be impactful. So it certainly was for me. So um, yeah, that's a long way of me uh, saying what this year means to me, but I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing" for a song. So over to you, Derek, your pick. What do you got? So uh, I, I need a refresher on the rules because uh, I can't remember. Um, the, uh, the for, for our songs, mm-hmm. movies, and TV shows, Yeah. but more importantly with the songs, did we say that it had to be the year the album was yes. released or the year the single was released? So that was really the kicker. We have to make sure that the album was released that year. Because the thing is, is, you know, sometimes you get an album that's released in 1981. The single doesn't get released till 1982. Let me give you an example. Uh, one of the big songs from this year was 9 to 5. Yes. Dolly Parton. But that was yes. actually released in 1980 with the yes. movie in 1980. So although it became a big hit in 81, it technically came out the year before. So it would count as 1980, not 1981. So we have to go with when the album was released, not the, when the single was released. Okay, okay, because that's the, good. you know, technically the song came out, you know, a year before. When it the album doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really count, right? Okay. So that was the rule. Okay, so I'm going to quickly try and spot check some of my picks because I think when I was put my list together, I looked at when the song was released, not when the album was released. And I think I might have a couple of oopsies on here. So if I draft something that you don't think is right, it's just like the game of Scrabble. Challenge me. We'll look it up. And if it's wrong, I'll make a new pick. Right. Um, but okay. So I just double checked this one. I know this is correct. So, okay. And this is exactly what you just talked about. The song was released in 81, but was a huge hit in 1982. In fact, okay. it was the number one song of 1982. Ooh. And it is Physical from Olivia Newton-John. Oh, that's a great pick. I don't know. I got Raiders of Lost Ark, but you're putting together a pretty good list because I had Physical... Physical and Don't Stop Believing were one and two for me. Like, and I couldn't quite, it was like one A and one B. Um, So, oh, that's a a really good one. Because the thing is, if you think back to 1981 as a year, one of the major things about it from a pop culture point of view was the the whole population was becoming obsessed with, you know, working out. And like this yeah. is when Jane Fonda's workout and things like that started. And, and really a lot of it was captured by this song, Physical. So I, I think that's a great pick, Derek. I don't know. You're making a pretty good run at things considering you didn't get that first pick. So good for you. I got to stay competitive. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, do I go with a TV show? You know what? I, I think I might surprise you. The only thing is, oh, man. I want, there's one that I want to take, but I think that it might fall. And that's the thing when you do a fantasy draft. Yep. It's like, if I think it's going to fall, why would I take it now? Right? So in that sense, I think I'm going to flip things back and go with a movie again. Don't I, pick my movie. I think I'm, I'm going to go. I've already got my movie list ready. I'm like, yeah. this is what I'm taking next. It better still be on the board. I think I'm going to go with this one just because I think that like it's something I like. And I know it's something you like, and I think you might take it. And I think the judges will like it as well. We liked it so much we did Don't it on a recent show. Don't take my movie. And I'm going to go with the Cannonball Run. Oh, okay. Good. Whew. That That is on my list, but that wasn't where I was going next. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cannonball Run. That, that, that kind of encapsulates 1981. Um, like I say, we like it. We covered it on a recent podcast and... Uh, I don't know. I think it, it's it's reminiscent of 1981 for me. So I'm going to go with Cannibal Run. So I'll go with another movie. All right. Okay. Over to you. 
So I also I'm going with a movie. So <laughs> I and again I'm like as soon as I made my last pick, I'm like I'm going back to movies, and you're like I'm going to movie. I'm like don't take my movie. All right, I know how much you dislike franchises. I know how much you dislike sequels, and I know how much you dislike superhero movies. And this one checks all those boxes. I'm taking Superman two. It came down to Superman two and the Cannibal Run for me again. It was like on A and B, and I didn't know uh-huh. which way to go. That's a good pick. Yep. Good pick. No, I'm I'm I, I I was felt very strongly about that. I thought that is actually the first one on my list mm-hmm. because I I thought well if I don't get Raiders I gotta go with this next. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So oh, boy, oh which one do I want to go now? I think I'm gonna flip over to TV, and I don't at this point I don't really care about trying to. Oh, what do I do? Yeah, I think I'm just going to go with my gut because I I really like this TV show a lot. And I think there's going to be some nostalgia from our judges. Or at least, the other thing too we got to keep in mind is that a lot of our judges weren't even born in 1981. Right? So yeah. They're just going on memory of what they think. But one TV show that I think that they will connect with is The Fall Guy. And I'm going to go with The Fall Guy wow. as my TV show. So. That was that. Honestly, I have that on my list. It was my number six. Hmm. So okay, all right, over to you. So, but it's not a bad pick. Yeah, I. I all right, the theme song alone is just screams nineteen eighty one to me. So, come on, Lee Major sang the theme himself. Like, I know he did. Doesn't get more eighties than that. Yep, the all unknown right. stuntman. Yes. I want to go TV, but again, I, I like you. I think some of my TV picks will slide through. So I'm just debating whether or not I should jump back into one of these other uh, one of these other categories real quick here. All right. Um, you know what? I think there's a lot of really strong TV picks, so I don't necessarily think I need that next. Um, all right. I'm going to – you know what? I need to just double check this before I, uh, I blatantly call it a pick that may um, – May have come out the year before. Um, so give me one quick sec here while I just do my homework live on the air, what I totally should have done. No, teacher, teacher, how did my homework done? You're, you're thinking of a song? Is that what you're thinking about? Well, I have it on my list, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm totally picking this. And then after we just had our little discussion, I want to make sure. Okay, it came out in April of 1981. Okay, I'm going with song. I am taking... The, so I already have the number one song from 1982 that was released in 1981. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the number one song from 1981 that was released in 1981. It's a song I personally detest, but it's very popular. Betty Davis Eyes yes. by Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes, the number one song of the year is never a bad way to go. No, that was my, that was exactly, you know, the magazine has this ranked number one. So yeah. I'm picking it. Yeah. No, this and, was, that, I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, good. I'm good. And it's funny, I think if you look back, if you gave people a list, if they, the, if, you know, like our judges who maybe weren't born at this time, if you gave them a list of songs and said, pick out the number one song from this year that was like the most popular song, they might not pick Betty Davis' eyes. Oh, I agree. You know, but it was the number one song. That's for sure. Oh man, now what do I do? Now what do I do? You know you what? Forfeit. For the T, I think I'm going to go back to TV again because when I think of 1981, there is one TV show, and again, maybe it was I'm skewed because I I lived it and I was you know around. You weren't supposed I, to go under the TV, dude. I was going there next. Don't take my show. The TV show that just screams 1981 to me is my next pick, and that's Hill Street Blues. Yeah, that was my first TV. Yeah. Show. Like when I think of when I think of that year, I just like Hill Street Blues was like night. That was just so much nineteen because it was a hit right from the get go. Like it it hit the airwaves and it was a it was a success, you know, critical success and a commercial success right away. So it screams nineteen eighty one to me. So I, yeah, Hill Street Blues is my pick. All right, over to well, you. My thought is I sort of had that same thought about Miami Vice in the previous draft, mm-hmm. and and it didn't seem to help me. I mean, it might have helped me, but I I don't know. I just I didn't feel that. Because it ran over many years of the 80s, I don't necessarily think some of these shows are stuck in the minds of one year, which I think could be a challenge. Whereas, like, the songs and the movies tend to be mm-hmm. very of their time. But, yeah. okay. Good point. Um, Good point but. I am going to – I am, I need to go to the – I don't want to lock up any of the other categories because mm-hmm. I already have two and two because I think that would give you, uh, you know, an unfair advantage. So. Right. 
I'm going to go to TV as well. I am going to take, again, I'm like looking at the shows that were most popular for that year. And I'm going to go with the number two show because you just took the number one show. And that is Dynasty. Oh, that's a big TV show from then. Yeah. Very good. I didn't watch it. I mean, I, I watched Dallas in the later years once I got a little older. But my, I remember my parents watched Dynasty and they loved it. I know it was very culturally relevant at the time. And uh, yeah, a lot of people have a lot of uh, fond memories of it. And it definitely screens 80s. Just the the opulence and the the extravagance and the the, the, the legacy yeah. it has on like primetime television. Like there's 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 so much that screams eighties about this. So yeah, I think it's a solid pick. I'm taking that as my, my first TV pick. I normally don't put a lot of weight on songs, but I think for 1981, I think I need to. And, and I also have two movies and two TV shows. I have one song. So I want to balance things out too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going mm-hmm. to pick a song here and I got to go with a song that just, I think it re- it'll resonate with the judges too. And I think it resonates with people. And that's Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. Jesse's Girl. It's so 1981. I just, I just think it's, it's gotta, it's gotta play. So I'm gonna go with that one. Damn it! I think you just won the music category. <laughs> I was like, you got "Don't Stop Believing" and Jesse's Girl. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, well, that's a bummer for me. That was my next pick. Good. I'm glad that I was able to snipe one on you. That's that's important for me. Yeah, so. that was definitely a snipe pick for sure. <laughs> All right. So, hmm. All right. I think I'm going to go to movies yep. and, and wrap up my movie pick. Okay. And I think this is one that you want. So that's part of the reason it's influencing my choice. And I think it was a staple movie from 1981. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take An American Werewolf in London. Ooh, that's a good one. And I know that you like that movie, too. Um, I know you like it even more than I do, though. And I was like, well, it came down to that and one other. And I'm like, if the other's still there, I'll take it as my wild funny, card. But I'm- funny enough, I've never actually seen that movie from beginning to end all in one sitting. Really? Yeah, wow. I've seen parts of it here and there, but I've never seen the whole thing. I don't know if it would play strong enough with the judges either, so I dropped it a bit lower on my list, so it wasn't my next movie. <sighs> this is playing my hand now. Now, you've got movies wrapped yeah. up, so there's so no sense. So my movies are done. So there's gonna, no sense ninth, of me taking a movie. Your ninth pick is movies, so yeah, you know, you're going to stay away from that. I, there's no sense of me taking a movie yet. I can take that last. So I think I need to, you need two TV shows. I need, and you need two TV shows song. and one song. Yeah. So chances are you're going to go with the TV show. So I want to make sure I zip in there and get something. Again, it's all strategy. It's mm-hmm. in-draft strategy as we go. And I think, mm-hmm. which way do I want to go? So you went with Dynasty. So the one that I think, I think the tiebreaker for me when trying to pick something here is to pick, uh, and I, this is what I liked about The Fall Guy, was that you know it was, it was a, definitely a show that resonated with audiences back then. Because it was like, you know, kind of a, it was an entertaining show, but also mm-hmm. had a great theme song. And there was no better theme song than my next TV pick. And that is The Greatest American Hero. Nice. I figured you would pick that. I had that very yeah. low on my draft list. I'm like, oh, it wasn't was a great show. It was not. Sure. It I've not gone back up. and watched it since it was on like Roku TV or something like that. And I was like, oh, this isn't very good. But the theme song is so good. And it was so pervasive in 1981 that I think it's an important pick and I think it'll help sew up TV for me. So I'm going to go with that. Yep. No, that's good. And you didn't pick my next TV show. So I'm going to go to movie and wrap it or songs and wrap it up. And then we can just stay out of each other's way for these last two picks. Sure. So again, not a song that I really care for, Mm -hmm. but a song that was a huge hit in the eighties that I know a lot of people like, and that's don't you want me by the human league. Oh Yes. And it doesn't sound like that was coming up next on your list, so no, no, didn't I even have, have a, it on my list. I mean, I, no, I mean, I know was, the song. That was but. it. I had the greatest American hero theme song, but I'm like, well, you yep. see the show. I'm not, yep. I'm not doubling up there. And then I've got two or three other songs that maybe I'll pick one for my nostalgia pick if they're still on the board, but not too worried about it. So you're right. Now we can stay out of each other's way because I need a movie and a song, and you're, you've got them both sewed up. And I got two TVs. Yeah. So what are you taking next? Move your song. Mm, what do I want to do here? I mean, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't but, really matter. But, you know, one It's just going to help influence my wildcard pick if I'm taking something from either of those lists. Yeah, that's true. One song for me that really resonated back in 1981, because I think it was popular not only 
at the time but even now when you hear it i just it takes me back to that time and it was also like really big like a kind of like a roller skating song you know which was popular back in 1981 i'm gonna go with the jay giles band centerfold yeah Yeah, that was that was my next one if i didn't get the human league i was looking at centerfold i love that song even as a little it is just so damn catchy and i think it's one of those things like i say it just transports people back so i think the the judges will look at it go yes that's 1981 i love it so Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I need uh, I need two TV shows. So um, I'm going to take another primetime drama just because, again, it was the number three rated show of the year. Cagney and Lacey. Ooh, yes. It was kind of groundbreaking at the time, too, if you think about it, like two female cops. Well, yeah, you of know? course. It had, and yeah, don't forget, over. it had Canadian um, uh, Harvey Nectel in, in the cast. He was he was from uh, Meatballs. He was uh, M- Morty from from Meatballs was in that show. So. That's a good pick. Yeah, that's good. All right, so then it comes back to me. So I've you need got a movie. It. I need a movie. I only have one movie left on my list, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the one he's taken, but you never know. No, I've got, I've got a lot of ways, ways I can go here, but I mm-hmm. again, I think, I think it, I want something that <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies. Great movie, very entertaining, well made movie. Should have won Best Picture that year. It, it didn't. Um, and the Cannonball Run is like kind of a fluff movie, but it's. I think I need to to ground my movie picks with something that's a little bit more critically acclaimed, and it is also a just a personal favorite of mine, almost because it plays like a. It's almost like a theatrical play in the way that it's done, and and I I really do actually like this movie a lot, even though I had my wife watch it a number of years ago and she felt it was boring, but I'm gonna go with On Golden Pond. I really like that movie a lot. And I think it does. I think it's an important film from 1981 when you look back on it. So On Golden Pond will be my third movie. So is that your last pick, Chris, your ninth? Or do you still need another song? Nope. nope. That's my, my that last until I get to my personal pick. All right. So. Honestly, I did not have that on my list. I think in part because I've never seen it. Oh, it's good. And in oh, part God, because I've heard it's as boring as hell. No, it's not boring. And, it's uh, phenomenal. Well... Uh, hopefully some of the judges are, are senior citizens like yourself. <laughs> You're not quite. Hey man, I can get the discount at the, when I go to the, 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 the buffet restaurant. So screw nice. you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Your well, last TV show. I need a TV pick. Yes. And I'm worried that if I can do this one of two ways, I could take the TV pick that I think is my best third TV pick, mm-hmm. or I could take my TV pick that I was going to try and save for my nostalgia pick that I'm worried you might take out from under me. Oh, for your personal so pick. I may take my third TV pick as what's really a wild card, partly to stop you from taking it and partly because I really want it, but I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but I think I'm going to mm-hmm. again, play to the judges. I'm going to take, as my third and final TV pick, mm-hmm. SCTV. Oh, wow. It came out in the 70s, though. Did it? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're crossing that off the list. See? Challenge and, and yeah. then... That I, I got a challenge there. SCTV it came out before 1981. Sorry. All right. Well, they, I... They might have been, like, moving to Edmonton by 1981, wait, but it... you're telling me that information I found on the internet is wrong? You're <laughs> kidding me. That's never happened before, ever. To anyone, okay. Yeah, I know. Well, it, 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 it came. I think it came out in, on global in like '76, and then it got picked up. You know, like like maybe in my '78 or something. But no, it, it came out okay. before '81. Maybe so. maybe I was looking at um, U.S. release date then. That could have yeah. been it. But yeah. Okay. Well, then in that case, I'm gonna go with my other pick. Made that decision a lot easier. I'm gonna go with again a show I didn't really watch, but I know a few of my friends watched and loved it. Mm-hmm. It was the procedural crime show Simon and Simon. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good pick. Yep. All right. And that was and that was Gerald McRaney, you know, before he did Major Dad. So Major Sim- Dad, we always yeah. call him Major Dad. Yeah, Simon yeah. and Simon's a good pick. I, I don't know. I mean, I never really got into it, you know, back in the day, but. It was another one that had a catchy theme theme music. It did. Yeah. It did. It was an like instrumental. Like so many of the shows in the early 80s. So, oh, yeah. yeah. No, so, uh, yeah, I ended up with, so what, do you have the list there? Do you want to run down the list to recap before we yeah, do Yeah, before we go on to the personal picks. picks. So, sure. when it comes to movies, I went with Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Cannonball Run, and On Golden Pond. Your three movies were Stripes, Superman 2, and American Werewolf in London. 
And then for TV shows, I went with The Fall Guy, Hill Street Blues, and The Greatest American Hero. And your TV shows were Dynasty, Cagney and Lacey, and Simon and Simon. All dramas, you know, right across the board for all of us. And then songs, I went with Don't Stop Believin' by Journey, Jesse's Girl, Rick Springfield, and Centerfold by Jay Giles. And your songs were Physical by Olivia Newton-John, Betty Davis Eyes, Kim Carnes, and Don't You Want Me by Human League. So now it comes down to our 10th and final pick, which is the personal pick. You know, when I think back to 1981, especially, I guess it was really into 1982 when this movie came out on the movie network, I would watch it over and over and over again. But it just, it just screams 1981. I also went to see this in the movie theater when I was 11. My uncle and I went to see this together. I've got to, I've got to go with the James Bond film for your eyes only. Wow. I really liked that movie a lot. I remember when I was a kid, I just thought it was great. It just screams 1981 to me. So we're going to go with for your eyes only as my personal pick. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've got some decisions to make here. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk it again because the draft usually fires through at rocket speed here and we've got a little bit of time. I just want to talk this up. Mm-hmm. So, I've got one song, one movie, and one TV show that I all have as my nostalgia picks, okay. as my personal personal favorites. I was sure you were going to take the movie out from under me, and you didn't, so that's still on the board. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm going to not... I'm dying to know what the movie is. So so the TV shows, my last, last time we did the TV, I picked mm-hmm. a cartoon, I picked the Transformers, yep. and that didn't really work out for me. And this time around, my my personal pick for tv was gonna be another cartoon was gonna be the smurfs but mm-hmm. i'm not gonna pick that i don't think that's gonna i don't think that's gonna give why would w. that be your personal pick though like like because remember you don't want at this pick it's not about you know trying to appeal to the judges because the smurfs is a good one because it it screams 1981 but how would, would that be personal for you well i think just uh, like when i was growing up like uh, cartoons were my thing like i couldn't get enough of any of them and this was one that ran a lot it ran for a long time and it's been a staple of pop culture in the way of there's been a lot of parody and a lot like robot chicken is one of my my favorite recent shows and they do smurf parodies right. all the time and they're 10 times funnier if you are very familiar with with the cartoon which i am and so it's like it's that show that just never goes away for me um but anyway, I did, I just I don't think that's I don't think that's a personal enough pick to your point, and I just I don't I don't think that going that route is going to win me with what I need. So now I'm down to a song or a movie, and I think I think I got it with the song simply because I think the song is a more personal choice for me. The movie I was looking at was History of the World Part One. That was one of, that was on my list too. I that, knew it was on that and Time Bandits and Caveman. I had on yeah. my list. And yeah. Time Bandits was the one when you started talking about, oh, this movie's important. And I thought, mm-hmm. he's going with Time Bandits. Um, but again, History of the World Part One, as much as it's a great movie, I didn't really come to it until many years later. So I mm-hmm. don't really feel right taking it as the nostalgia pick, even though I think it's a strong pick. So I think for me, I'm going to go with music. And I mean, I love 80s music. It's definitely, um, it's, you know, it's, it's my jam. And when I really got into sort of, 80s music that was sort of just uh like growing up i was listening to radio so i heard top 40 radio then when i went to university and we started going to clubs and they would do like 80s night i got introduced to more of like 80s dance music and like songs that were big dance hits that maybe weren't big radio hits and one of the ones that stuck out to me that i never heard until the 90s but have since totally fallen in love with that i am going to take as my number 10 pick is tainted love by soft cell Hmm. And it is again, it's one of those ones that you hear it now. It's it's in heavy rotation on the uh, on the various 80s channels and um, it screams 80s. And it's just one of those songs where anytime you go to an 80s dance party, 80s night at a club, that song is in the rotation guaranteed every time. And so for me, it's like this is this is one of the songs that just helped me fall in love with 80s dance music. 80s club music, 80s music from from England that I just was not hearing on Canadian radio. So I'm going to go with Tainted Love. Soft Cell is my number 10, my personal pick. Hmm, that's not bad. There was, um, there was a couple other songs. Do you, do you have any like honorable mentions before we move on? Well, I mean, you had mentioned The Greatest American Hero. You picked, this, you picked the show. I had the song on my list, but I, I didn't feel 
that I was going to take it because I was sure that this the show was going to get picked. But pretty much everything else that was on my list either got picked or um, or we have already discussed it. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty good. I get a couple. Like I say, I mentioned Time Bandits and History of the World Part One. There was there were two TV shows that I was kind of teetering on, but the problem is, is the last time we did this, you went with Jeopardy, and I think I thought oh. it was a great pick, but it, yeah. it really. As I reflected on it, I thought, no, it wasn't a great pick because Jeopardy has been so popular for so long that it's not really so much associated with that year of 84. Yeah. And there yeah. were two shows like that in 81, and one was The People's Court, and the other one was Entertainment Tonight. Entertainment Tonight, yeah. And they both had so much longevity, list. yeah, that I thought, yeah. oh, they don't, they're not really grounded enough. But there was a lot of songs. I, I thought Super Freak by Rick James... Would have been a good, good pick. pick. Yeah. Um, I also really like Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton because it's just so 1981 and it's like, it's, it's kind of country. It's a little country. Yeah. My, my parents listened to country music when I was growing up. So whenever there was a song that was country but was pop enough to get onto the top 40 pop charts, it was always a song that, that, that I felt I enjoyed more. Kenny Rogers had a lot of hits in 81 as well that were popular in my house growing up. So yeah, there, there was uh, that juice Newton one though. Uh, Queen of hearts. I love that song. You had mentioned that the number one song of the year was, was physical, but the number two song was lady by Kenny, by Rogers, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. You just mentioned. So, you know, really interesting. Um, and then what other ones, there was another song I was thinking of that again, when I'm thinking about 19, the year in this case, 1981, a song that just screams that year to me is um, the Go-Go's We Got the Beat. <laughs> There's just something nice. about the We Got the Beat. We, You know, it's just it's so 1981. But uh, I left it off my list. But anyway, I, overall, I That's thought, uh, yeah, we made some good picks. So that is our draft. We've wrapped it up. Now it's time to for me to put these lists together, set them off to the judges, see what they say. When we come back now on our next show, we'll, uh, we'll definitely see, uh, you know, who won. So we've expanded the the judges too. So we went from uh, seven judges to nine judges. We've expanded the court, as it were, and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But uh, hey, in the meantime, uh, just, yeah. just before we 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 switch over, mm-hmm. um, I'm just looking up SCTV. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it ran in three different iterations of the show, and the one I was looking at was the second iteration that ran from 1981 to 1983. That was called SCTV Network. 90 it was so because it right. went from an hour to yeah. 90 minutes yes That's right it went yeah it went Did from it start 30 70 minutes to 90 minutes right? to 45 yeah it went yeah. 76 to 81 and then 81 to 83 mm-hmm. and then 83 to 84 just ran that one year at the end so that was where i got confused i looked for i think i just was looking up shows that premiered so technically it premiered but it was just a, a massaging of the original show, yeah. show. so good call yeah. way to call me on that yeah. and uh yeah all good it was the it was the Scrabble call out and uh, yep. it, it didn't make it so oh, yep. well. well let's take a look at some uh, some trivia from the year shall we fun with caveman all right so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna challenge you with some oh 1981 pop culture trivia okay so we talked about a lot of movies tonight we talked about six that made our list but caveman what movie took home the top prize at the Oscars? For best picture from 1981. Uh, okay, I'm going to need a clarification here. Was this a movie that came out in 1980 yeah. but won the 81 trophy, or an no. 81 movie that won the trophy in 82? Whenever I talk about movies, you know that won the Academy Award, I always refer to the year it came out. So the this would be the 19 movies from 1981. Now they held the okay. ceremony in like in March of, like February or March of 82, you know, whatever, okay. but it's the 1981 Oscars. Okay. What was the best picture from 81? I believe it's on Golden Pond. No, it wasn't. No. It was, it was Chariots, oh, Chariots of, Fire. of Fire. Chariots of Fire. It was up against Atlantic City on Golden Pond, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Reds. Any one of those other four movies should have won. Chariots. I remember even at the time I was 11 years old, I was like obsessed with movies, watching the Oscars. I'm like, why did that movie win? That movie sucked. Okay, so that yeah, one best it picture. On your movies list, so that should tell the listeners everything they need to know. No kidding. No kidding. Both of us got to draft movies from the year, and neither one of us picked it because it sucked. Okay, You picked it. What are you talking about? What? Oh, no, sorry. On Golden Pond. I picked sorry. On Golden Pond. On yeah. Golden Pond was awesome. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so that, you know, Chariots of Fire won best picture. You know, sure. whatever. <laughs> they blew it. But what film took home the most money at the box office in 1981? 
I think it was Superman 2. No, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm sorry. Now, uh, hang on. Uh, you may be right, mm-hmm. but now are you looking at what it earned in 1981 or total gross to date? No, what 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 it earned in 1981. Okay, I was sure it was Superman 2, but no. okay. No, Raiders of the Lost Ark came out in June of that year and it led the box office with $212 million. All right. Wow. So, <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark, highest grossing film of the year. What was the number two film at the domestic U.S. box office? <laughs> I'm going to stick with what you know. Superman 2. Damn no, it. it Damn was, it. It was actually on Golden Pond with really? $119 million. Wow. Superman 2 made $108 million. It finished third. Oh. Fourth was Arthur. Then Stripes was fifth. And the Cannibal Run was sixth. So. Right. All right. At WWDC in Washington, D.C., Howard Stern was first paired up with his longtime on-air partner in 1981. Derek, can you name Howard Stern's on-air partner? Uh, It's Robin... What's Robin's last name? Robin Gibbons? No, she was married to Mike Tyson. She was in head of the class. It was Robin Quivers. Quivers. Robin Sorry, Quivers. Robin. That's okay. All right. The video arcade, Derek, was a very popular hangout for kids in 1981. And I should know because I, I emptied my pocket in the arcade every week when I was a kid after doing my paper route. But uh, of all the video games, one game stood out above the rest. Do you know what was the highest grossing the arcade video game of 1981, Derek? I, I have to believe it was Pac-Man. Congratulations, it was. Yeah, 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 I got it one was, right. It was originally named Puck-Man, but they changed the, the name out of fear that the name would get vandalized on the side of the machines. You yep. know, they changed it to a, some obscenity. Can't imagine what that would be. Okay, so speaking of video games, this game was released in July of 1981 and introduced Mario to the world of gaming. Um, was it not just Mario Brothers? No, it was Donkey Kong. Oh, of course it was. Donkey sure. Kong first, first debut yeah. in Mario. All right. Yeah. All right. The most watched episode in daytime TV history took place on the daytime soap opera General Hospital. All right. It's centered around the wedding of two of the major characters on the show at the time. Derek, can you name the two characters whose wedding caused so much enthusiasm from audiences back in 1981? Was it Luke and Laura? It's crazy the things you remember. Of of all these questions you're getting wrong, you get that one right. Yeah. I didn't get Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I got Luke and Laura. 30 million (laughs) viewers turned in to watch. Wow. These two apparently popular TV characters get married. So a lot of people didn't have jobs in 1981, apparently. Well, there was a recession, I guess, and all. But anyway, okay. So I can't believe you got that. So although Luke and Laura's wedding was very popular, and Derek remembers it, it actually paled in comparison to the largest wedding of the year. What wedding was watched by over 750 million people worldwide on July 29th, 1981? Oh, that had to be uh, Prince Charles and Lady Diana. It was. Very good. Okay. August the 1st, 1981 will be a day that remains hugely important in music history. Derek. What is the significance of August the 1st, 1981? Was that the day that John Lennon was shot? No, I'm sorry. That was that was the date that MTV debuted oh, in the United geez, States. Oh, of course it was. Lennon yeah. was shot in 80, wasn't he? Was, he? he, was, he was, yes, he was shot yeah, in December late. of 1980. Yeah. I can't believe I missed that. They've been doing so much mm-hmm. 40th anniversary. That's why I thought you might have got it. Okay, here, this is a kind of a tough one. What was the highest selling toy at Christmas in 1981? Wow. Um, okay. 
I'm I'm going to narrow it down to one of two things. Let me think this through. I'm mm-hmm. thinking it was either the Cabbage Patch Kid, but that might have been a little ahead of the Cabbage. That might I think that was a little later. Mm-hmm. It might have been the Atari 2600, but that's a pretty expensive gift. Mm-hmm. But if Pac-Man was the big game, I got, I'm going to go with the Atari. Let's say Atari 2600. Surprisingly enough, it was the Lego train. Wow. Okay. Believe that never even crossed my mind. I know. That was a tough one. Okay. A couple of easy ones here for you, hopefully. Derek, this TV show debuted in the spring of 1981 on CBS. Now, it only lasted six episodes, but it went on to inspire the comedy movie series, The Naked Gun. Can you name the TV show? Well, I know that movie is actually called The Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. So I'm going to say, is the show called Police Squad? It was. One of my okay. favorite TV shows of all time. Six episodes. At the beginning of every episode, they they would say, like, this week's guest star, William Shatner. And then he would die in the opening credits. And it would be like, this week's guest star, Florence Henderson. And she gets shot in the opening credits. They actually shot one of Belushi getting killed. He they drowned in a pool and they didn't end up airing it. And, you know, luckily, because he died the next year. So anyway, okay. What iconic t- television news reporter signed off for the last time on March the 6th, 1981? Hmm. Was it a total guess here? Was it Walter Cron- Cronkite? It was Walter Cronkite. Very good. Okay. I think you got this one because you mentioned it already. What was the number one single of 1981? Betty Davis eyes, Kim Carnes. Very good. But can you name what was the number one selling album of 1981? Hmm. Um, wow. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Was it, uh, oh boy. Of 1981. Mm-hmm. I was it Kenny Rogers? I don't know what his album was called. No. It was High Infidelity by REO Speedwagon. Oh, yes, yes. I did remember reading Take that. Take it honestly. on the run, baby. Yep. All right. Last one. According to the Are you sure news, that's where he's taking it on the run? Yeah. That's, that's not what I heard. Yeah, well, okay. Know. So according to the Nielsen ratings, Derek, what was the highest rated TV series of 1981? Jeez. It averaged Mash. over 28 million Mash. viewers every Friday night. Mash. No, it actually was Dallas. Oh, that's Dallas, a good pick. Yeah. All things. Yeah. So, all right. So, you know, it's pretty tough, right? But uh, like I yeah. said, we're going to, we're going to pass our lists along here that we got um, over to our esteemed group of judges. Um, and as I mentioned, we've expanded, expanded the judges panel from seven up to nine. And they're going to vote on the winner. At the beginning of our next episode, we're going to reveal who the winner of our pop culture fantasy draft from 1981 is. So, And don't forget, the winner gets possession of the trophy, which is Funko Fonzie. So that's going to be great. Now, in all fairness, I just mm-hmm. want to say of course. that it, we're coming into Canadian Thanksgiving. And if our judges are anything like me, there's a good chance that over this long weekend... They may be busy doing family stuff. They may feel they need a couple of days off. They may have a beverage or two. So there's a chance that we may not actually get results in from all nine nine judges. So if you're one of the judges and you don't get the answers into us, we get it. We would certainly love for you to do it, but there's a chance that we won't have nine actual responses next week. And we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come back. But do what you can, folks. our, Our judges are fantastic people and they're wonderful and they will get the, the the results back to us, I'm sure. So I'm sure. So, anyway, Derek. So the next show, we got to come back and review a movie. So it's over to me to pick a movie to review. And in keeping with our rule that we're going to go back and pick a film from the year that we just drafted from. So it got me thinking, and I was like, oh man, you know, one of the best things that we do around here is we compare movies from Gen X with movies today. And I and I got thinking after this draft. And, and I, I took a look at, you know, the picks I made, especially my personal pick. What better way to compare different generational films than if we picked a movie from a franchise that's still going today, right? 
So this way we can see not only how the franchise has evolved and changed over the years, but then we can compare and contrast the old version with the new version. So, by the way, I'll probably go with the old version. You know, just so you know. Shocker. No <laughs> kidding. So, so. Well, we've well, already done a bunch of movies from 1981, so I'm kind of curious where you're going with this because. Uh, I, want, I want us to go back and watch the 1981 James Bond film for your eyes only. Ah, okay. Your personal that way pick. we can see how does Roger Moore stack up against Daniel Craig. We can compare action sequences. We can compare the villains, the plot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's, I think it'll be an interesting exercise for us to do. That's, so. that's a good pick because yeah. I've already got my tickets to see the new Bond movie this weekend. So by the time we do the show next week, that'll be on my what's new in pop culture. There I've seen the new James Bond movie. So and that's then perfect. we can compare one from 40 years ago. And see how does James Bond hold up after all that time? We can talk about you know like the the actor like you know oh, this is gonna be great. I really think it just kind of fits into what we do around here. And it was my yeah. personal pick from 1981, so it just all yeah. meshes, right? Nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so I think it'll be good. So, all right. So if you come back next time, we are going to review for your eyes only, all the way back in 1981. But until then, thanks for listening. This is Chris McBrien for Derek Myers saying we appreciate your support and listening to our show for 193 episodes. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Pop Goes Your World. You can contact Chris and Derek at popgoesyourworld.com. Please take a minute and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you download and listen to the show. Thank you.